Hi friends, my name is Jody Swee and I'm a life coach and spiritual director traveling the country with my family in an RV as we seek to discover the joy in the journey. I've been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I freaking love it. Now I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that you will discover that you do too. You guys, I'm so sorry new episodes have been so sporadic lately. Yesterday, I looked at Dax Shepard's armchair expert, and that dude puts out an hour and a half long show nine times a month. Um, okay, Dax, I don't know how you're doing that, but good on you. I'm struggling to get consistent time to get one dang episode out a week. I have realized something about myself, you guys. I need to take it back to the way I started and get a bunch written and produced so I can put them out regularly, which means I'm going to wrap up this season with a 20th episode and come back in the fall with a whole new bunch ready to go. But we're not quite there yet. This is only episode 16, and we've got a few more in store for us yet this summer. Today, we're picking up where we left off with David, our granddaddy of the faith, and his movement through repentance before the Lord. Before I dig into the text, let's pause and pray and get our hearts right. Take a few deep breaths, right where you are, in the car, on a walk, wherever this finds you. Take three deep, even breaths. Acknowledge that the Lord is right there with you, waiting to meet and to interact. Maybe take the opportunity to tell him that you're ready to meet and interact with him too. Father God, prepare our hearts for what you have for us today. Help us understand what we can learn from David's journey of repentance. Amen. I know I left you all hanging last time with the invitation to sit in your pain and regret. If you did it, I'm sure it sucked, but man, I think it's a valuable practice. We're made vulnerable in our pain and regret, which leads us to a place of openness with the Lord, which creates intimacy. And that's where depth of relationship begins. If you remember from the last episode, David wrote Psalm 51 after he had been called out for his major sins by the prophet Nathan. In the psalm, David teaches us the movement through repentance, and it begins with confession, which we covered last time. Now we're coming to the second movement, which is titled David's Cleansing, and it's found in Psalm 51, 7 through 11. I'm continuing to read from the Passion Translation this week, and as I read these words, I want you to think about what kind of picture is created in your mind because of them. Purify my conscience. Make this leper clean again. Wash me in your love until I am pure of heart. Satisfy me in your sweetness, and my song of joy will return. The places within me you have crushed will rejoice in your healing touch. Hide my sins from your face. Erase all of my guilt by your saving grace. Create a new clean heart within me. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires, ready to please you. May you never reject me. May you never take from me your sacred spirit. Ooh, there are some sweet turns of phrase in this little passage that make this wordsmith's heart sing. But what picture is created by these words for you? For me, it got a little weird. I was reminded of a scene in the TV show Outlander, which has some very adult themes, FYI. The main character is stranded in a strange land, rescued by strangers and brought to a castle, because it's Scotland in 1743. Bedraggled and tattered, she was brought to a guest room by a kind housekeeper lady and basically stripped of all of her clothes, washed, 
and redressed in proper attire. And the picture that is most poignant in my mind is how she stands with her arms tucked in to try to cover her vulnerability as the kind housekeeper pours a jug of water over her to make her clean. That posture of naked vulnerability in front of another is the picture that these words evoke in me. It feels uncomfortable and an effort not to run and hide and cover up. But this is the second movement in the act of repentance. First, we allow ourselves to feel our pain and regret for whatever we have done or not done. Then we must allow ourselves to be exposed and vulnerable in front of God. Allowing him to see us as we are, even if it's uncomfortable or there's a draft in the room. It is only when we stand before him, hiding nothing, that he can make us clean. Purify my conscience, David says. Make this leper clean again. Wash me in your love until I am pure of heart. Satisfy me in your sweetness, and my song of joy will return. And then a little later, he says, create a new clean heart within me. Now we move to the last movement of repentance, which is titled David's Consecration, and it's found in verses 12 through 19. The word consecrate means to make or declare sacred. It is in this movement that we are redressed in the proper attire of God's fabric. David writes, let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. Hold me close to you with a willing spirit that obeys whatever you say. Then I can show to other guilty ones how loving and merciful you are. They will find their way back home to you, knowing that you will forgive them. O God, my saving God, deliver me fully from every sin, even the sin that brought blood guilt. Then my heart will once again be thrilled to sing the passionate songs of joy and deliverance. Lord God, unlock my heart, unlock my lips, and I will overcome with my joyous praise. For the source of your pleasure is not my performance or the sacrifices I might offer to you. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. You will not despise my tenderness as I humbly bow down at your feet. So did anything stir up in you as I read these words? For me, I noticed two things. First, the proper attire for one who has been made clean by the Lord is humility, tenderness, praise, and a willing spirit that is so filled with joy that they want to bust into song and dance. The more I think about it, the more I'm warming up to my Outlander analogy. The housekeeper got the main character cleaned up and then got her dressed in all the layers befitting a 1700s Scottish miss, which means one piece is put on at a time. So if you're moving past the second movement of being made clean, but you don't know how to put on the sacred, Take some time to imagine the Lord fitting each piece one by one upon you. Humility, tenderness, praise, a willing spirit, joy. If you're feeling a little uncomfortable right now, good. We should. It's uncomfortable business to be exposed and redressed by somebody else. But it is worth it because it is the Lord that is clothing us, and it leads to comfort that lasts. The second thing I noticed were these words, and man, did they sing in my heart. For the source of your pleasure is not my performance or the sacrifices I might offer to you. The fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. 
God's delight is not found in what we do for him. His delight is found in our willingness to be vulnerable with him. Let that sink in, my friends. It is not your performance or deeds that is the source of God's delight. It is your willingness to trust him with your nakedness and allow him to provide your covering. Let's spend a few minutes here and take the time to individually talk to the Lord about all of this. And then we'll come back together and pray for our people. Father God, I've got this analogy about being cleaned and clothed stuck in my head, but I'm grateful for it because it helps me understand at a deeper level exactly what you want to give us. I'm sure I'm not the only one who has tried to cover my vulnerability with other things, but it's like an itchy, ill-fitting garment, and we don't want that. We want more. We want what you offer because we know it will fit perfectly and comfortably. Please help us learn how to move through repentance like David, to confess, to be made clean, and to be clothed in your holiness. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Now let's take some time to pray for our people. Since we're in this process of understanding the grace we have received, why don't we pray for the people in our lives to which grace needs to be extended? Whose brokenness has hurt you that you may offer forgiveness for? Take some time to pray about it before the Lord, and then we'll come back together and wrap it up. David might not have been quite sure of how God's grace worked as he said, May you never reject me. May you never take me from your sacred spirit. Which means that he had a beautiful faith. But you and I don't have to wonder whether or not our sins are forgiven and repentance is possible. Remember Jesus' last words on the cross in John 19. To telestai, which is the Greek word for it is finished. Thanks for listening to Live Idlewild with Jody Sweet. I love you guys and this little podcast, and I hope it serves you well. If you have any questions or want to dig into this more, don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, may the love of Jesus grow wild within you until it overflows 